0: let's talk about it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. It's Jackie and Erin. We have accomplished an amazing feat because I'm in Los Angeles and Erin is on the East Coast. And I was trying to watch this show on East Coast time so that we could record an episode for you guys. And it was
1: a challenge. Let me tell you that it was incredibly hard. (laughs) It was just so funny because I kept forgetting that you guys were on Zoom, like with me. So I was like, oh, they can see me falling asleep. Like they're watching me. Yeah. Just. Well, eventually everything. I just turned my camera off because
0: I'm like, I, I can't always be looking at this. Sometimes I just need to sit and look at my phone. Um, but yeah, so we made a makeshift. Erin watched on East Coast time and then screen shared with me on Zoom. And it was a little
1: broken, but you know, we figured it out and that's the hack everyone so in case you were wondering how to do that with your friends yeah seriously
0: because I think the cable companies have gotten smarter because I I log in with my mom's cable login to watch ABC and in the past I swear to god I feel like I've done this before I've watched when she records The Bachelor I can go into her recordings and then like 10 minutes after the show starts just start playing it and like watch the recorded version on my computer as if I'm like accessing her DVR. And this time it lets me access her other recordings, but it says for this particular title, like you need to be on your home Wi-Fi Cause I think that's how they're confirming that you're in the right time zone. I just don't get why they're bearing, like why do you care what time zone I watch it in? Like everyone's watching it on the East coast. If I was on the East coast, I would also be watching it there. I just don't
1: see it. I don't know. I just think that the cable companies are all really, really mad at us for cutting cable. They're just yeah. mad. So they're trying to make it as difficult as possible to watch the shows you want to watch.
0: Well, it's like, that's not how you're going to get me to have cable. If you make it more difficult for me to watch shows.
1: No, I up? definitely will not be having cable, but I also need to not be having, having 1,000 subscription services. Yeah. I mean, that is a whole a whole conversation for another other day. side of this other side of the same coin really
0: well, it is the but streaming anyways. wars and the streaming bubble is going to pop soon i'm i'm telling you and a couple will emerge on top it's just a question of which ones they'll be well for your sake i hope that your employer is one of them yeah peacock um i mean all right i'm not even i was like i could go into a whole in-depth conversation about I you could. like you know ownership of content and how I, but like no one cares about that. So let's move
1: on to the people next that topic. care. There are definitely yeah. people that care. Adam downloaded Peacock, actually. He's currently oh, really? using it because he's watching um Yellowstone. Yeah, that's our highest performing show. He's very he got it just for that show. He's very into it. So I actually don't like that show, but um it is the highest performing show on Peacock. I don't think it's my kind of show, but he's that's his but kind he's of show, really sure. outdoorsy uh, and it's an outdoorsy show. He loves like a Western men beating people up situation. So it's right up his alley. (laughs) Well, there you go. Well, you can cut that whole part out because I don't think people care about that. But no, as a a great um, transition into, we were just talking about a bunch of things that we don't think you'll care about. So Jackie may cut it out of the episode, but really Mm -hmm. overall, do we care about any of what we're about to talk about? I think no. Yeah, I think I'm not
0: quite sure. The thing is though, like, I do care a little bit because I feel like the ending of this show is going to be messy, and you know how much I love mess. Um, but I didn't need to watch like three fantasy suite dates to get to that mess. Like, I think this episode was incredibly predictable. I kind of like I it was very clear to me Bree was going to go home, especially because while we were watching, that's the part that got cut out through Zoom because I was having Wi-Fi issues. And I didn't even get that mad because I'm like, if I was going to miss any part of this episode, Bree's date is probably the least important. And it's kind of unfortunate because like, I don't, you know, I'm just making these assumptions. I'm like, eh, I don't think he's that into her, but clearly that's the case.
1: Well, it's really impossible to know. As I sat down to this episode, what it felt like to me was sitting down like for a dentist appointment. (laughs) Like, it's like one of those things that you like, you know, you have to do. You just have to like get it over with. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know if it's like good for your health, but it just kind of felt like going to the dentist
0: because yeah, I no, just,
1: a, a it, chore. Was, it was boring. I am with you. I want to get to After the Final Rose, but that's all I want to get to is After the Final Rose. They've had so many leaks this season that mm-hmm. we all pretty much know how this is going to end. Nothing surprising is happening. And just quite honestly, it's a, a little annoying to have to pretend to have to
0: plow through the show and pretend as if it's like a mystery
1: yeah yeah it really sucks the fun out of it even as somebody who used to like really spoil every season on purpose mm-hmm. it's not like this is not as fun well this one has reason. a lot
0: of well because this is like a very heavy topic and there's a lot of um it's not just like a simple Ari being stupid and being like oh I picked Lauren and or no I picked Becca and now I pick Lauren like this is serious and it's like a weighted topic um with everything that's been going on in the, in the magazines and stuff. So it's just like, that's why to me, it it just feels not as exciting because in a lot of ways, I think there's, there's a lot of hurt to go around and they're just kind of exploiting that.
1: 100%. I think that brings us to what really was the worst part of the episode was the conversation with Matt's dad. I hope that that was his idea. I hope that's something that he wanted to do at the very least. That's what um, I was going to ask you.
0: Do you think so?
1: I saw on Twitter, he did tweet um, something along the lines of, this was a really difficult conversation to have. It's a really difficult mm-hmm. conversation to watch. I hope as you watch, you also keep in mind, um, it was like, keep these things in mind. And then he like added onto it and talked a little bit about, um, the traditional way that Black men are uh, portrayed in media, and um, talked a little bit about um, generational trauma. I saw that coming up a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and understanding that this is a very complex issue. Yeah, because Matt's pain is Matt's pain, and but Matt's father's pain is also his own pain too. And I just think overall it was very inappropriate for of yeah. The Bachelor to be covering it. I'm not saying that this is not something people should talk about or not something that, like, people should be aware of or whatever, but it just feels like the BBC's The Bachelor franchise is not really the place to have these conversations because they're not having the conversations to change society or teach people or educate. Like, they're having yeah. conversations to make money off of generational trauma. And it just felt icky.
0: Yeah, I just, I also hope, I, I kind of got the sense though that this was something that Matt did want to do. At least they didn't ambush him. I thought literally he was going to open the door and be like,
1: dad, what are you doing here? Yeah, um, it seemed like his dad was ambushed a little because it seemed like his dad was lured in under the pretext that, oh, you are going to be celebrating Matt. And then he kind of sprung that conversation on him. At least that was just kind of my interpretation yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. And we, and we do think that this was obviously like, Matt wasn't like, oh, I'm seeing my dad, but it kind of fell into that. Like, we think this was a plan deliberate. Like I'm seeing my dad because I need to like clear the air and get this off my chest type thing. Right. Which definitely
1: was clearly an important conversation for him to have. I guess the question is just, did it need to be had on national television? Was that what was best for them in their relationship? Right.
0: And, I mean, I guess, truly, who knows? Because I do see both sides to it. On one hand, I'm like, this is not the place. This should be handled in the room with, like, a licensed professional helping you guys work through traumas. And on the other hand, I do think trauma, generational trauma, is a lot more common in lots of different types of families than people maybe realize. So kind of having, just seeing it and kind of, like, normalizing having these kinds of conversations, might not be the worst thing. I don't really know exactly where I feel about it. I just hope that it, Matt, however, Matt felt about it, I hope that it was something that he wanted to do and felt good about sharing, you know, regardless of how everyone else, you know, interprets it or feels about it. But
1: yeah, there's no exactly. way to know. I completely agree with that sentiment. Okay, great. So that was yeah. like the big <laughs> drama. Anything from the dates that you feel is appropriate to talk about or um, important? I didn't mean appropriate, I meant important.
0: I So Michelle's date, I really liked what she said about not just being in love, but also staying in love. And the whole conversation they had was a very real one to me. And um, yeah, I just thought it was really nice. I agree.
1: I just watching that whole date. It's like I know that he's probably ninety percent not going to pick Michelle, but he one hundred percent should pick Michelle because they have a friendship. They're having deep conversations. They clearly have a romantic connection. It just seems like, I mean, why pick anybody else when Michelle is there? I just don't understand. Well, I've said this before, but I'll say it
0: again. I think if he wanted to actually, like, have a wife and settle down and have a family, like, Michelle would be his choice. I just don't know if that's where his priorities are or, what, or if that's, like, the lifestyle that he wants to live right now, which is why I keep feeling that he's going to end up picking Rachel. I would also just like to say for everyone listening, like, we haven't um, read any spoilers or anything. This is just purely our opinion of what we think is going to happen just based on the show. Um, so just getting that out there. Cause I feel like we're talking in a very matter of fact way of like, Oh, he, he's probably not going to pick Michelle, but um, we didn't read that. We're just, that's what I think. Right.
1: I just happen to say everything that I think as an opinion, as a matter of fact way, I yes. think I'm working on. <laughs> um, so thank you, Jackie, for clarifying that these are only opinions. Not facts. Um, The one thing that I did find annoying about their date was them sticking their feet in the oatmeal because I have oatmeal in the fridge for breakfast tomorrow, and now I don't want to eat it.
0: Really, I feel like that was the one time that Connor, who was watching with me, our, our oh, our former um, guest on the pod, that was the one time he like perked up was when they were like in the in the spa date. In general, he was like rubbing like, butter hey, on hey, each other. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, now I'm interested. In what is going on? But otherwise, like him and our other friend were just kind of talking and not really watching which is fine Don't blame but, them.
1: um I, I, don't blame them I did think that the butter thing was funny like it was a funny date it was not really romantic none of the dates were particularly romantic no. so I thought the spa one was the best one it really was kind of funny
0: yeah and if I was in brief situation having to like pitch a tent like what was the point of pitching the tent if you're not going to sleep in it it's like that's just the
1: activity we're just going to go pitch a tent and then be like okay going home now thanks yeah, it, that in itself was pretty lame. Although I will say that that is the same tent we have. And I know how to pitch that tent and I can pitch it by oh, myself.
0: Go off. Very much.
1: <laughs> and also like, that's what a date, like, that's what m- me and Adam's dates look like. So I was like, Hmm, okay. You guys, this could be funner, but they, they, there's this lamer because <laughs> we cook better food. I say we, but I, I don't cook anything anyways. So that was the whole time I was just thinking to myself, Oh, that's our tent. <laughs> Oh my God. That was the most that I could really, uh, that was the most excitement that I could really rile up in myself for the date. Yeah.
0: What is it about? I just like seeing him and Brie together really just does nothing for me at all. And I don't, it's, I don't know what it is about that. Maybe it's just, cause there is like, I, I think in my opinion, there was really no chemistry there. So it's just kind of. Or we just it. weren't able to
1: see it. Even yeah. again, yeah. that funny scene in the end with them with the s'mores and the marshmallows, mm-hmm. that was funny. They both showed personality. Why are those things not included on the date? Because otherwise yeah. it just looks lame.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, do you I, have anything else about Bree's or even Michelle's? We kind of jumped a little bit. but
1: um, I literally wrote down for Bree's date, I know how to pitch this tent. Okay. I have no other notes. I had none. Um, the one so thing I literally I, said missed
0: it, but it's probably the most unimportant question mark, question mark. That's my only note
1: for breeze. Oh, well. The one thing that I did really appreciate about Michelle, just another compliment to Michelle. Yeah. When she came back from her date and Rachel was having her feelings, which your feelings mm-hmm. are valid, Rachel, but have you seen the show? Yeah. <laughs> you signed up for this. Yeah. Um, I thought that Michelle handled it so nicely. She she kind of – she was like, this is the funny thing that we did. It was good. You guys are going to really appreciate your time. I can see that you're really struggling.
0: Mm-hmm. It was, I felt yeah. like
1: it was a very mature way to handle it, and she just came off looking really good.
0: Well, I do think all of those girls, all three of them, they do seem to, like, get along, and it doesn't seem to be – like I know Rachel was having her feelings and I know that's obviously a hard position to be in for any of them but it does I do kind of get a sense of like I do think they all are friends and very respectful of each other where we haven't always seen that at this stage um last time you know with Madison and, and Hannah and it was like way more awkward and obviously these conversations are going to be awkward but I I do get a sense that they all have a very strong respect for each other and actually do get along which is
1: nice. I agree. I still wish that they would go back to keeping them staying in separate places. I know,
0: I know. I wrote that down too, because I'm like, is this just the precedent now from now on? Because they didn't even do this until Peter's season and we haven't had a season since then for The Bachelor.
1: Right, and they, did, and they did it to Tayshia's guys too. And I just, yeah. don't, it's not necessary. The drama we get out of it, I think is quite honestly distracting from yeah. the dates themselves because I yeah. spent so much time feeling annoyed that Rachel was cry, like crying so much that I wasn't really paying attention as much to the dates and the romance. Yeah, I agree with that. Like if you're so- gonna give us the romance and try to sell us some love stories, just do that. You don't still continue to need to give us fabricated producer fed drama.
0: Yeah, I know. So Rachel, Rachel, state.
1: I'm really trying to like put aside my preconceived thoughts about Rachel to the side so I can just form an opinion on what I'm seeing on the show. And I'm Mm -hmm. having a hard time, obviously, knowing really if it's unbiased, but she just seems really immature to me. I don't think she was emotionally manipulating him. It wasn't that extreme, but... That's what my friend said too. And I didn't really see like, why are people saying that? Because, okay. So look at the way that Michelle and Brie both handled themselves on their dates. It was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to ask you these questions about yourself. Here's how I'm feeling. You know, I love you putting themselves out there. You know, this has been really difficult. I'm sure this is difficult for you. Just kind of more of a mature yeah, vibe. Rachel just goes into it kind of saying, oh, I'm having a really hard time. I just really don't want to get hurt. I really don't want to get hurt. I really don't want to get hurt. And she literally said at one point, Oh, I never thought about that. You could get hurt. So it's just very like me and my feelings. And yeah. I need you to, the emotional manipulation critique, I would say comes in with you're saying these things because you want to hear him say, Oh, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to hurt you. I pick you. As he said, I'm falling in love with you. So you're using those things to kind of get him to reassure you, which just in contrast to the other women, they're not doing that. And I just think.
0: Yeah. But do you think Matt would have reassured her just to make her like stop whining if he didn't actually feel that way?
1: Yes. Because I don't know. Okay. I mean, look at what he, all the stuff he said to Queen Victoria. I mean, I think Matt will... I think what we've learned about Matt is that he's very good at saying what they want to hear. What people want to
0: hear, yeah. Yes,
1: so I do think that Matt would. I don't know in this case that that's what was happening because he's also said he's falling in love with her several times before. I mean, hence why Jackie and I have, are of the opinion that she's probably the one in the end. Um, yeah. They haven't really tried to hide that he seems way more into her than anyone else and consistently validates her more... Mm-hmm. Than anyone else. Well, it's funny.
0: So my friend Alex, she does not watch the show, but she was just kind of watching it with us. She was like, Oh, I think he likes her the most. Which at first, I mean, I did come into the episode thinking that, but I did feel that the way he was validating her feeling her feelings and trying to give her affirmations was kind of, I was like, I don't know, that like I'm not buying it. This is kind of strange to me. And she was like, No, he likes her the most because look at what he's putting up with. Like he's not putting up with that with anyone else so that was kind of that's telling a great it. point that's a also great point. The, they're having like legitimate conversations about like their kids like I think just talking about family and what they would what their lives would be like together in a much more specific
1: way than I've seen him talk about with Michelle or Bree. and I think part of my issue maybe is just that they haven't really we haven't seen much of Rachel yeah Just solely based on the show, I know that Chris Harrison calls her Rach. I know that she feels totally fine jumping out of an airplane Mm -hmm. with no fear. And I know that she's really young. Like, other than those three facts, I don't know anything about her. So then to hear him say, she's everything, she's, well, he said, she's beautiful, she's sexy. It was like three things that described how she looked. And then it was, Mm -hmm. she was intelligent and there was like one other inner person. Oh, there
0: was, yeah, I was going to say, there was something that was like so bizarre that we all laughed at. Shoot, I wish I remembered it.
1: He was like listing her traits that he liked. Yeah. And I just kind of felt in that moment, like clearly he likes her the most, but why? What is it about her? They have not shown us, because all I'm seeing is an insecure girl who is infatuated with a man Mm -hmm. who knows nothing about him and is using very immature... Communication skills to form what feels like a deep connection, but is really just an emo like a, a for now yes. connection. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes.
0: yes, I do, and I agree with you that the way Rachel has approached this is the most immature out of all of the other women. Um, I think at the end of the day, what I think personally of why he why he likes her so much, I just think she falls. She's the only one who kind of, like, will just be able to fall into his lifestyle. That's why I keep saying he's not going to pick Michelle because Michelle, I think, actually is ready for a family. I think Michelle wants to have, like, a – like, she's from Minnesota. I I don't think she's – she hasn't said this or not, but it's like I don't get the sense that she would want to leave her job and go to, like, New York or L.A. or something. And I just think Rachel's much easier to just take along for the ride. You know what I mean? Like, she's so infatuated with him, and she – And she's young and and she is cute and just like I think he just sees like her she's a blank canvas.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Well, it's infuriating, but it makes sense. Yeah, because I never Because just what a waste of our time. I mean, do whatever you want, James. I don't care who you date. I don't care who you bring to New York or LA. But why waste all of our time? Oh my gosh. I mean, I know that why they waste our time. They do it every season, but
0: Well, but I also think too, like, he's literally never been in love before. He's not ready to settle down and get married. And quite frankly, I don't even think he's ever even really said that too. Like, like, let's be honest, Matt James is the bachelor because of a lot of controversy and things that were going on over um, the past summer that really forced the franchise to have to like like I say work on diversity in quotes because obviously there's a lot of problems still in this franchise but like let's say what it is they picked Matt because they wanted a black man to be the bachelor and he was incredibly popular he's friends with Tyler Cameron not because he was in any way ready for a relationship or marriage or any of that so I guess like You know what I mean? It's like kind of like he never said he was ready to get married. He just like kind of got – he was the bachelor and who's not going to take that opportunity. But so I'm just not surprised that he would just pick someone who he likes and will hang
1: out with and do whatever else. No, it's not surprising. It's just annoying because the concept of the show is not that. And they consistently pick leads for that reason, right? They consistently pick people who aren't ready. But then I just wish that they would be honest about that just mm-hmm. then don't make the whole thing on engagements and marriage because it just it kind of every season that we get one of these half baked engagements just lessens yeah. the meaning of the finale of the season. Yeah. And we're going And it's been on- happening for quite a while now.
0: Um especially like I think really started with Colton season where they literally left being we're dating. It's like that's not what the show is but yeah, okay.
1: We're dating and We broke up. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. Right. So it gets to a point where you're just like, their success, their success rates are so low. Yeah. Why do we... We say I we say this every episode. Why do we continue to watch when their success rates are so low? Why don't mm-hmm. they just change the premise? Because honestly, the most entertaining thing to watch of the whole franchise, I feel like the only reason I watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is so I can watch Paradise. Yeah, just make I love Paradise. Paradise.
0: Well, because uh, Paradise is very much aware of what it is, right? Like no one, like yes, people do get engaged if they want to, but that's not the premise of the show.
1: And it's fun to see these different people from different seasons interacting. Mm -hmm. It's fun to make guesses about who we think. So then just do paradise, have most of it returning people. And every new paradise season, you sprinkle in a couple new people. We decide who we like. Maybe if we like them, they come back. Maybe not. You have enough people now in Bachelor Nation who Mm -hmm. like you don't need to continue to bring 30 women and 30 men and waste all my time really yeah it comes down to
0: i think they think they're keeping people around with the mess hence why they have we've just been focusing on mean girls and that whole storyline and queen victoria or whatever um but i do get a sense even not just from us because we talk about this all the time but with other people it's like it gets old the mess like it does get old it does okay i I don't know um
1: i have my one sentence summary oh thank You you yeah okay i just realized that i wrote it down Another season from the Bachelor franchise where the lead ignores all the actual catches to end up with someone no one wants them with. Yeah, that was so beautiful. That's my summary because that's what Hannah did too. Yeah. Ugh. Hmm. Sad. And Peter, really. And not Tasha. because we Ye- liked sexy.
0: Yeah. Colton kind of – I think same thing with Colton. It was incredibly clear that Cassie was not – in it to win it, so to speak. That's so Rose my team. Thorn, I know <laughs> it's just I like I feel like this is a, a shorter episode, just because like this was nothing happened. Like it, even though it was Fantasy Suites and that's supposed to be such a big thing. It's like okay, we had three dates that we they did their day portions, they did their night portions, and then someone got eliminated, and the person that got eliminated was completely unsurprising, and that's it
1: and seen the one thing i do yeah. want to say is rachel was the only person that really had a lot of like like emotion i guess i my only issue on michelle's date was i re- mm-hmm. still didn't learn a lot about michelle or her yeah. life experiences i think she was the one on the family date that somebody mentioned something about a couple years ago
0: mm-hmm. we still
1: haven't heard what that is and now that might be yeah. not in our business that's fine but it just there has to be something more there. I feel like all we know really about her is that she's like pretty funny. She has a cool personality and she's Mm -hmm. a teacher. Yeah. And Brie, we really didn't, she has a single mom and that was pretty much all we learned about her. I just, okay, I've said this a thousand times. I just wish we knew more about all of them.
0: No, I know. Do you think Michelle will be the bachelorette? I feel like they're kind of giving her a really beautiful edit for that.
1: I'm seeing on social media, I'm seeing a lot of people push for her. Um, Yeah. so I've seen her name come up a lot. I see her name come up a lot and Katie's name come up a lot. Although now I think Michelle is going to edge her out because she's just had more screen time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be a bigger heartbreak, a whole like there's more of a story there that they can now build off of for
1: Michelle. So Katie had a nice audition and I did not like how mean everybody was to her last week. I don't think Mm -hmm. she's going to be the one in the end.
0: No, it's not particularly compelling to me. Um, well, none of it is, but I think Michelle would be the best choice. Agreed. Okay.
1: Okay. Do you know who we yours are? We for? haven't sung in a while. No. Okay. I got my rose, but okay. Um, I'm just
0: like running oh. out of people, though. That's why it's hard. I'm like, okay, rose and thorn. There's like no one
1: left. I will be giving two roses instead of any thorns. Okay. Spreading positivity. Great. Are you ready for me? Yes. Please say okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I go now? Uh, my first rose is going to Bree because she was a graceful angel when she mm-hmm. was dumped. Yeah. The way that she was able to articulate her emotions in that moment and just kind of straight up say, I'm not angry. I I just feel sad and I feel hurt. She looked so beautiful. She was so calm but also like clearly hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was just, she handled herself so nicely. And I thought to myself, wow, I hope when I'm experiencing bad feelings, I can have (laughs) just a fraction of the grace. (laughs) Yeah. She had a very classy exit. I must say. Really classy exit. Yeah. And she looked gorgeous. So that's my first rose. And then my my second rose goes to the most interesting part of the episode, which was the Good Doctor commercial, which is a show that I don't oh even God. watch, but I was intrigued by the plot line in the commercial. So that's how you know how boring the episode was. Good. Jackie's good so good bad good I gave it said. to a commercial.
0: I'm just like, well, I don't watch that show. I don't. I don't watch I don't that know. show either, but I was like, ooh,
1: this so bad. It's
0: very sad when the preview for another random show is more exciting than the actual show.
1: Yeah, like a 40 second preview captured my attention. Got me oh, off my phone for more than the 2 hour episode.
0: Dang. Okay, my rose is going to the cameraman who did the shots of Rachel and Matt kissing with the fireworks, not because of Rachel and Matt kissing, but I just thought the cinemat first off Rachel's the only one who got fireworks, so it's like, okay, please make it more obvious that she's the favorite, but um like the cinematography and the shots of like the fireworks in the background and them just like falling onto the bed I was like that is art people that is real Academy Award winning cinematography. The fireworks looked beautiful um, And so that's my rose I guess it's to the cameraman, but also to the fireworks. I thought it looked it was just nice to see I don't know Honestly, that was the most exciting part of the episode I was like wow such pretty fireworks. <laughs> And my thorn, I don't know. I think my thorn is, oh, actually, I take that back. I was about to say Matt's dad, but I feel like that's a low blow and a cheap and too easy. Like I, yeah, like clearly it's bad bad and hurt all around. And clearly that was not an easy conversation for either of them. And I'm just gonna not bring that into it. So, okay, so then my thorn, my thorn should go to um the person who thought a good... Activity for a date was pitching a tent. There you go. Like when they when the producers were sitting down, they're like, okay, we have three daytime dates. One of them is gonna be a spa. Um, one of them is gonna be a pottery class. What's the next activity? Oh, pitching a tent, great,
1: let's do it. Right. They also kind of went with the cheapest dates for the end that are supposed to be so romantic. I know. Where, where's the budget that Piper got for that whole amusement park?
0: Seriously. The whole, well, uh, the whole I was going to say
1: clearly they wasted it all on Piper's amusement park. On a couple of roller coasters for, I liked Piper, but for a girl who did not make it to the final three. So all that was yeah. left for Brie was some graham crackers, marshmallows, and a tent that's not that expensive because I own it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How would, how would you comment
1: on like how difficult it is to pitch? It's actually very easy. You put all those so, poles together in both directions and then essentially you, sli- you like tie them to a couple of parts on it and then you just lift it. Right. So like a daytime date that takes 10 minutes. Yeah. I think when Jen and I pitched the tent, we timed ourselves and I'm pretty sure it took us like 10 minutes or less. And Adam um, Frank can do it in two minutes. I mean, it's just wow. not, It's not that difficult. I do yeah. wonder if they started the fire themselves. I think starting a fire is hard.
0: I've never done that before. I just would use a lighter. Yeah, but if you
1: you want it to be a campfire, a lighter is fine, but you also need to have like, So there's kindling, tinder, and then, like, the firewoods. You have to have, like, smaller on the bottom, and then that has to get going. And then you have to have the tinder around it so that catches. And then eventually Mm -hmm. the fire, with enough air and oxygen, lifts up into the – it's a very complicated process. I was like, like, you know so much about this, and I'm
0: very confused. I'm just like – I feel like every single week what I learn is, like, that you have another, like, outdoorsy skill that you've never – exposed to me before and I'm just always like uh, impressed but like confused I'm like I've known you for over 10 years and I'm just like this is not
1: the Aaron McNaught I know no and also I'm pretty sure it's like almost 20 years now by the way
0: yeah we're pretty old we're pretty old which, um which is it's... kind of wild <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't love that. I know, it's just very strange. Well, you know, I go on these trips and I do things and then I forget that those are things that I've done. Yeah,
0: that's That's really impressive. I've never made a fire slash wouldn't know. I would just like put a lighter on wood and be like, is this a fire?
1: Well, when we went and we tried to make a fire the first time, not with Adam because he just makes fire fun with him. But when Jen and I went, we had to Google it and it was raining. So we couldn't get Mm -hmm. a good fire going the first night because everything was wet. But the second night we did it. We were really proud of ourselves.
0: Good job. But it was a lot of Googling. You're so outdoorsy. That's <laughs>
1: <Nature>. my tea. <laughs>
0: that's my tea. Um, well, all right. So maybe since we're kind of over the bachelor, next podcast will be an outdoorsy camping podcast with tips and tricks about pitching tents and making fires. I think
1: that's something the public would love to know. I've already said them all though, so I don't have any more.
0: Mm, so we have no more content? You have no more tricks up your sleeve?
1: Uh, not many. Okay. Maybe our next podcast could be just random things, random things we want to talk about. Like, okay, (laughs) I'm always trying to talk about serial killers and you like to talk about the future of streaming. Okay. I think those
0: two things go really well together. So
1: you just have to tune into the episode and see what you're going to get. I
0: like it. All right. So stay tuned, guys. Um, so a brainstorming session on some other
1: podcasts is coming. It'll be um, like those mystery flavor lollipops. I you always know, the hated ones. those. The, like the dum-dums ones. Yeah, they taste the same. All of them are the same flavor. It's not a mystery. What was the flavor, though? Coconut? It was like a fruity
0: thing, I thought. Like a a tutti-fruity. Blue raspberry? Yeah. No, but tutti-fruity. But it was blue. I do remember that.
1: Okay. Well, anyways... I really won't let you anyways, on that note, um, thank you guys so much for listening and please,
0: you know, we're sticking through it. So you guys should stick through it as well with the show and with the podcast next week is the finale. And I do think the finale is going to be good. And by good, I just mean traumatizing for those involved and, um, sad for them, but, probably good television. I know that makes me a bad person to enjoy that, but that's why we're all here, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. So follow us on Instagram at Bachelor of Lab. Follow me at JackieMoney underscore. Follow McNaught Reading. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye.